0: The following program, The Doris Davenport Show, All Local, All the Time, is brought to you in part by Doris Davenport. The views and opinions therein do not represent those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management.
1: Substance use or gambling may have caused you to feel like there's no way out. The truth is that there is help for you and your family, and it's closer than you may think. The Wayback In is a nonprofit treatment center for substance use and gambling that helps people in Proviso Township rebuild their lives from the damages of addiction. You can contact Wayback In by visiting waybackin.org or by calling 708-345-8422. That's 708-345-8422. Admissions office is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you are experiencing an emergency and need immediate assistance outside of these hours, please contact 911. Wayback In is here to help. Way Back In programming is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission. Discover one of our community's unique resources, the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation www.oprfcf.org Grooving on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome back to the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport and I am your host for the hour. How y'all doing? Well, I'm glad to hear that. I am so glad to be here at WCPT where facts matter. Paul!
2: Hey. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Has it been a busy week?
2: Yes, it always is. Always, always.
1: But I imagine it's been exceptionally busy this week. I forgot to do this last week, so I want to do this at the top of the hour now. WCPT has a forum coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the information. Please, um, while I say hello, just pull it up because I'm going to tap on you to give the information to our listeners. We folks are in the third week of January. It's a new year. It's 2023. And I'm real glad about it, y'all. There's some things we need to just leave behind us. Some of them are people, and some of them are things. But we go through life, and I think life really is about recycling in some ways. We have to kind of cycle people in and out of our lives, cycle things that are negative, we have to get rid of bad energy around us. And there are different ways that people do those things. Um and today we're gonna to talk about some of those things. In fact I know some of you out there, what is it, Sunday afternoon, three o'clock, you're at brunch, which means you're probably having a a nice sip of something that has a little alcohol in it. I think maybe um uh what's what's the OJ and champagne drink? Mimosas. Mimosas. Oh, yeah. Bottomless
0: probably today.
1: (laughs) I would just think. I would think. And, you know, because January is also... A vacation month for people that are coming off the holidays mm-hmm. so there's a little thing called dry January that we're going to talk about today and I'm real excited that we have our sponsors in the studio today from the way back in I am happy to bring back to the studio Anita Pendur the executive director
3: hello Anita hello Doris nice to have you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we also have Chris Ward in who is the uh, grant and outreach coordinator you got such a good
0: memory hi everybody he just good good so cute when he oh, comes, stop it. He's
3: adorable. <laughs> we should also wish him a happy birthday. He oh, just celebrated his birthday on Friday. Oh, That's happy 30. birthday 30 30 30 to you! Happy a- birthday a- to oh, you!
1: Happy birthday, hey! Well, oh, you know
0: the good one too. <laughs> We've seen that from my friends. Is two there any ago. other? No.
1: What did you do for your birthday?
0: Everything from Thursday to Friday to Saturday, just like friends, 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 really? friends, friends. It's been amazing. Oh, Seriously. that yeah. is great. Last dinner tonight after this. Oh. So.
1: It'll Aww, be fun. I love it. You know, my birthday's at the end of November, and I don't have a birthday. I have a season. I have a birthday season. That's right. I start Perfect. celebrating on my birthday, and I don't stop until New Year's Day. I like it. There you go. Every restaurant I go to, and they say, who has a birthday?
0: <laughs> don't bring me the cheap one. Bring me baked Alaska or something. I need, I need some flair for my dessert.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. But, uh, Paul, let me know when you have that.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah okay, great.
1: Great. Give the people the information.
2: All right. So WCPT is hosting the mayoral forum uh, this Thursday, January 26, 2022, 1215 at the Morningstar Auditorium. That's 22 West Washington Avenue. Um, I believe every candidate is going to be there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can listen to it right here on the station. Um, and uh, you can even submit questions if you go to heartlandsignal.com. Just search for the mayoral candidate forum and you can submit your name and email and a question you'd like to ask the candidates. Excellent.
1: Awesome. And all of our candidates are confirmed. So that should be a very, very exciting forum. I'm looking forward to being there. Um, So listen, let's get into our conversation for the day. Now, it is what time? 311. We're going to break for 10 minutes today. To have some electoral conversations, it's just impossible to do not to have those conversations course, this yeah. time of year, yeah, um, so thanks for hanging with me on that one, but you know. This is the time of year when people are really encouraged to look within. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we talk about those New Year's resolutions. We should reflect on the kinds of things that we really wanted to do this year, the improvements and developments that we wanted to make, and, um, you know, make New Year's resolutions so that we can be better at them. Well, one of the things that people are trying... Um, It's a dry January. It's the dry January challenge. People are being asked to take 30 days and don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Now, I have never done an entire January challenge. I mean, I've done challenges for myself where I just say, okay, you know what? This summer, and it's harder to do in the summer because there's so much to do, but I've done it. So true. Yeah. It's easy for me to have dry weeks yes. because I have to get up early, you mm-hmm. know, and I can put myself to sleep in other ways.
0: Yeah. Um, a schedule. A schedule. I'm going to do it here, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's harder on the weekends because on the weekend I want to relax and, you know, I go out and I want to have a nice time. But I get the importance of it. What, you know, during the pandemic, uh, lots and lots of people just just drank so much. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at the data, the statistics say that women drank more than men mm. during that the pandemic. True.
3: Why why do you think that is? Well, you know, I mean, I don't know if we have any Real, Real hard, data. hard data, right? But, um, even from hearing from some of our clients who are coming in, the stressors, I think that were felt, um, um, and, you know, not, not to be kind of very traditional, but some of the traditional roles still fall back. And even during a time like yeah. the pandemic, A lot of the traditional roles fell back on women. So even though, you know, children stayed home and children were being, like, homeschooled through Zoom Uh or other forms, a lot of the responsibility fell back on them, Um, the coordinating, the taking care of, you know, who's going to either work class, work from home do whatever it Mm -hmm. was or even work while still educating your kids at home, a lot of that falls still on women and I think um, uh, that was kind of an additional stressor that was, you know, it's already stressful but now we have an extra one and I think, like you were saying, the support system really wasn't there, too, right? Mm-hmm. We, we like to go out. We like to be with people. Be
0: social and drink right. with other people. Right.
3: Mm-hmm, Chris is mm-hmm. talking about, like, hey, we were having fun all weekend. With all my friends weekend, yeah. You're not drinking, but I was having fun with my friends all weekend, and we were so isolated, it. and we weren't prepared for it. No. It was just like, hey, by the way, uh, we're going to shut down, and... I just want to it out like, and then, yeah. you
1: know even and I think one of the things that aided the drinking is that we kind of developed pods right mm-hmm. where we said okay I'm gonna take two couples that's gonna be my pod these right. are the people I'll do everything with we'll be safe and when you do that though everybody's ready to party yes yes. Yeah.
0: Right. So then the same pod seeing each other all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't go to the concert. We can't go to the movies. Right. We can't go to all the like exactly. dinners that we want to do like normally. Exactly. And I think just having more time at home and not going anywhere, you're kind of mm-hmm. just like, well, why would I not? Mm-hmm. Why? why not? Mm-hmm. I'm already home and relaxed and may as well pour a glass of wine. Well, you know, <laughs> and it's funny because
1: we have some people who decided to get a, deg- get a degree during the pandemic. Right. They right. buckled down. They went online and mm-hmm. it was a perfect opportunity to get an online degree. Um, but everybody doesn't have that kind of discipline mm. and folks who are listening the way back in serves individuals who are suffering from alcohol, drug or gambling use disorder. They have special programming for homeless veterans who, I believe, during these times, the holidays, pandemics, Mm -hmm. you know, they just have it double. They have double stress. It's
3: true. Yeah. And there's just so many triggers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't even realize some of them. You know, some of them we're talking about somewhere in like 4th of July is very triggering mm-hmm. um, because of the fireworks. But then other things happen. And even the things that are happening in the news and the violence, um, that can be very, very um, stressful and anxiety provoking to many of our veterans.
0: Especially when you don't have the other outlets. So you're kind of only consuming that information. Mm-hmm. So it's like negative news, negative news, negative news. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And you can't leave your house. Like you're like just feeling cooped up with your thoughts.
1: You know, and I think you two are good people to um, talk to about this, because, you know, when I think about Way Back In, the Way Back In um, primarily focuses on helping your clients to achieve, and here's the operative word, continuous sobriety, yes. continuous. Now, two things we've mentioned here. One is lack of support, the negative news that we hear all the time, and then, you know, this thing about We're in this um, gender non-conforming society. Mm -hmm. However, reality is that women, and I do believe that the more we move into this role, um, everything that you hear in the news, everything is gender non-conforming because we want to include everybody. But we forget that women still have such a burden and need that public support. Mm-hmm. Not just from people, but from the media, from, you know, because women still are holding it down in so many different ways. And I think that's one of the reasons why women may be the biggest client for recovery these days. Right.
3: right. And sometimes, like you mentioned, kind of just the locking the way back in, like you're saying, we provide continuous recovery provide a therapy and a structure for recovery but not everybody will need recovery yet we all need to kind of look with it and say what do i need yeah and, and like you're saying sometimes setting reasonable goals is really mm. the way to go You know, when yeah. i look at it i'm like all of January." i was say,
0: January, that's a big feat for people like you said a
1: week for yeah, a, setup a for failure for somebody who right who hesitates right? Yeah. because frankly if
3: you hesitate you need to ask yourself a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, right? If you're saying, like, that's unreasonable, right. then yeah, maybe maybe ask that question, too. But sometimes, yes, it's, yeah. it's not a matter of we're, we're not looking to have everybody um, recover and everybody to abstain. Yeah. What we're saying is, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, see what a week feels like. See, yes. if two weeks. see if it's okay not to drink during the week and maybe just on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, do I just need one glass? Do I need two glasses? What What do I, you know, yeah. kind of... What do I need? And especially when we're coming out of this pandemic, especially when we have had so much time to ourselves. Can I just maybe spend some time? And what support do I need? Mm -hmm. I think those are a lot of the really important questions we have to be asking. Um, I I think women did, you know, they they really kind of took all of it on and they had the least Mm -hmm. amount of support and they probably do need the most.
0: Because they have to be. Very often, the supporters, you know, Mm -hmm. the emotional support Mm -hmm. for everybody else in the family, the kids, the husband.
3: (laughs) And and often, even if you don't have children, right, you you become a mother to everyone else. That's right. right? That's Um, right. And and often you're a figure, you know, sometimes you're a role model to Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we take on so much of that stressor, and it's important to have your Place. One of the beautiful things in recovery is that, you know, we kind of come with the support network, right? There's um, AA, and it's this wonderful place where you're like, oh.
0: You, like, I, learn I... how to have fun again, mm. and, like, it's okay that you don't have this attached to it. That's actually one of the biggest things I was thinking about for Dry January for people. It's like... You don't know necessarily how hard it is to abstain when you're in those public social environments that you're so used to having alcohol, because mm-hmm. alcohol is literally everywhere, especially yeah. when you're at a party or at dinner. It's like, how do I just have a glass of water and feel OK about myself? And people are looking at me and watching mm-hmm. me. It's a lot to try to navigate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a lot I mean, Now, the study that I read said that women, um, the, the, the significant increase. So, first of all, in 2022, a third of the U.S. adults 35% took part in dry January. That's a lot. That's that's a that's lot, a, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a, and it was a significant increase um, from the 21% who participated in 2019. Oh. So I'm uh. real interested to see this year especially. Because, okay. you know, even last year, that was a lot. We were just coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now really kind of moving out of it, have we gone back to our old ways? Or have we learned something here? Uh, but what it said was that women consumed like two to four drinks in just a couple of hours. Well, that's how their their, their increase was, um, and and I'm just surprised. I really am surprised. Out of those who intended to abstain from alcohol, they said almost three quarters succeeded. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I,
0: I feel like I do because when you look at the numbers, like it's really most of the population can drink normally. Like they don't really have yeah. that, like a substance use disorder necessarily. So mm-hmm. like abstaining might be a little easier for them. Okay. like when you're prone to actually have an addiction or you actually are starting to kind of go down that route or you have the genetics for it or whatever mm-hmm. predisposition mm-hmm. that is, that's the amount of the population. I feel like Anita probably knows the numbers.
3: Um, yeah, well, but. usually mm-hmm. with um, substance use, we talk about 15 to 20 percent of the population. Um, which is very high. Mm-hmm. Which is really high, right? And usually, um, and it is adults, but um, the technically they count people over the age of 12. Mm-hmm. So technically over the age of 12, we're talking about, you know, about 15 percent of the population. So it's yeah. high, but it's, again, not...
0: More people than that, right? So then 80 percent. Eighty-five percent.
1: I'm sorry for being so quiet, but I have this—I have the feeling that I'm going to sneeze, and I
0: don't want to sneeze, and it won't come. My voice is lost from having fun this weekend, so (laughs) I understand. It's horrible. I might be coughing too.
1: (laughs) You know, you mentioned uh, the the age of twelve, and Anita and Chris. I know that the reason it's so young is because we have such a teenage drinking problem, and I think that parents really need to check themselves because parents are creating little alcoholics. They're, they're going out, they're buying alcohol because they don't want their kids to go out with such high crime rates. They don't feel safe. There's more safety right. at home. There's more right. safety so at home. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and they're allowing their kids to have their little parties and their refreshments, but they don't realize that with all the stress that kids have today, I'm not sure that giving them alcohol is the way... You know, you can't treat them like normal because they're not living in normal times.
3: Well, one, we're not living in normal times, um, right? Um, so when we are talking about statistics, I believe in twenty twenty one, they were reporting that eighty percent of adolescents were suffering from anxiety disorder. Eighty percent. It's so high.
0: That, that's very
3: high, right? And adolescence is My already a very difficult. Time. Very. Yeah,
0: lots of changes
3: right and you're already prone to kind of that depressive state to begin with but now we're going into like now there's a pandemic, people were sick maybe people died around you like life changed for them so dramatically Um and many of them were going through high school in those years and they couldn't experience it in that kind of normal way mm-hmm. right so it, it was such a difficult time to begin with Um yeah. but we do have to remember that they are not little people and they mm-hmm. look like it right they, <laughs> they, they look like they look sometimes they look very grown up. That's right. Sometimes they look like adults, but mm-hmm. they're not. They're not. And we have to remember that their brains are not fully developed mm-hmm. and we have to respect it And just, you know, people often talk about like, well, I did this or this happened or when well, my parents were growing up. Well, but, life has changed. We yeah. were just talking about certain things that you know we've changed um disability codes right? That's right door spaces and lights and how high our buttons are in an elevator We've also changed some rules over child care right mm. we We have them be in car seats and um you know you don't put in bumpers so they don't suffocate in the middle of the night and all these other yeah. things. We need to move along in this whole progress that we know their brains are not fully developed or they're about 25. It's okay for parents to say, I don't think you should be consuming alcohol until Mm -hmm. your brain is developed. Now, what they're actually going to do might be a different thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Offering it or promoting it. Right.
1: But are there statistics on the alcohol use among the disabled?
3: You know, I don't know them offhand. That would be really interesting, and we can yeah. definitely kind of yeah. do some research on and that. Yeah, make me think yeah. about it because if I
1: think about stresses and when we, um, actually, why don't we do this now? Uh, yeah. Actually, no, we won't do it now because we're going to take a break in a minute. And after the break, though, I do want to come back with this conversation about disabled and alcoholism, or not just or dependency, mm-hmm. uh, substance abuse disorder and uh, see what that really looks like. But this is the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport, and we're going to take a break and uh, have our sports report from Paul. We'll be right back. Has substance abuse or gambling taken priority in your life? Are you looking for a change? Visit waybackin.org. Waybackin.org. This ad is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission. Discover one of our community's unique resources the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation. www.oprfcf.org. <laughs>
4: Enjoying the Doris Davenport program? You're not alone. The Doris Davenport program is quickly becoming the place for all things local. If you have a quality local business or offer a quality service, the Doris Davenport program is tailor-made for you. We offer reasonably priced announcements available to all. To find out how we can work together for success, call one 296 9709 and speak to Doris directly about attaining your goals.
1: 1-312-296-9709. Substance use or gambling may have caused you to feel like there's no way out. The truth is that there is help for you and your family. And it's closer than you may think. The Way Back In is a nonprofit treatment center for substance use and gambling that helps people in Proviso Township rebuild their lives from the damages of addiction. You can contact Way Back In by visiting waybackin.org or by calling 708-345-8422. That's 708-345-8422. Admissions office is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you are experiencing an emergency and need immediate assistance outside of these hours, please contact 911. Wayback In is here to help. Way Back In programming is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission.
2: It's time for your Doris Davenport Sports Report right now. Only one NFL game going on. The Buffalo Bills trail at halftime by 10 points, 17 to 7. <laughs> I know, still, they get the kickoff, though, in the second oh half. My so, goodness. Still time, still time. The
1: Buffalo Bills.
2: So, uh, the winner of that game would face the Kansas City Chiefs. If it's the Bills, it would be at Atlanta, the neutral site. If it's Cincinnati, it would be at Kansas City next week. And then tonight's game is going to be the Cowboys against the 49ers. Winner of that one gets the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bulls... uh I tried to learn the phrase in French. The, what was it like "vu virile de toros"? Taur- it's terrible. How about those bulls in, in French? Uh, they won on Thursday in Paris, one twenty-six to one hundred eight over the Pistons. They played tomorrow at the United Center against the Hawks. Uh, meanwhile, the Blackhawks—they've been pretty good this year. They've uh, since twenty twenty-three, I should say, uh, winning last night against the St. Louis Blues. They're on a three-game win streak, including winning in Philadelphia uh, earlier this week for the first time regular season, first time since 1996. Uh, so good things happening for the Blackhawks. That's all I got for the sports report. So, all right. You know,
1: That's great. That is wonderful. Thank you, Paul. It might seem crazy, Uh-oh. But I'm about- back to the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport, and we're having a good time this evening. We are here with the way back in Executive Director Anita Pendur and Chris Ward. They're going to be on standby for just a moment. We'll get back to that conversation about substance abuse, addiction, and recovery. Uh, we're going to take a segue here, and it is election time, so it's real hard to have a show that we don't talk about politics. But You know, a lot of people are talking about the mayoral forum. Paul just told you about the mayoral forum that we're going to be hosting here at WCPT on Thursday. But we've got another candidate forum coming up on Tuesday, January 24th. I'd like to bring on my friends, Devorah Crable, award-winning journalist, who was the uh, longtime co-host of the Ebony Jet Showcase, and of course, my friend Mel Monroe, who was the owner of the most beautiful bed and breakfast in the city of Chicago. Hello, Mel and Devorah. How are you?
4: Hey, hi, hey, hey. Good, good.
1: good to talk to both of you. Uh, Mel, why don't you start off and tell us about this candidate forum and the vision that you had and why you wanted to host it?
4: Well, the, um, the Fourth Ward represents uh, a good part of the Fourth Ward represents a uh, lakefront For the audience, uh, pretty much from McCormick Place going down all the way down to uh, Hyde Park is uh, the lakefront. And a lot of us residents that live along the lakefront uh, have formed really an association of block clubs for all practical purposes. And um, we live, my wife and I live on uh, right at 31st Street Beach pretty much, and uh, uh, it represents the 4th Ward. And we're having a forum. Uh, this coming Tuesday to address the issues around uh, overcrowdedness and issues of um, uh, illegal parking and overcrowdedness and things like that. And in some ways, really, the underuse of the lakefront going south, which uh, which can be um, used, the beach is not used quite the way that it should be, uh, the new beach on 39th Street. So, in many ways, it's uh, sort of the 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 cons, that is, the negative parts of overcrowdedness and illegal parking. And the positives is that uh, the beach can be used for more proactive and fun stuff, very much like the north side. And uh, because of all these five bridges going from 31st Street all the way down to uh, to those those listening audiences, that when you drive south of 31st Street, there's five new bridges uh, that have pretty much been built in the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, giving access to the public. And um, um, so there needs to be some really cool activities going on, and we want the new alderman to take to take ownership for some cool stuff that ought to be going on up there.
1: Amen, amen. Uh, Devorah, who are the candidates that are running in this race?
5: Um, well, we have uh, six candidates that are, are running uh, for the seat that was vacated um, by Sophia King. Mm-hmm. And uh so we um and let us know her. where it will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh so we have her the staff that is running, uh President mm-hmm. Butler, uh we have um Kahari Humphreys that is running. Uh, many people might know him from his work with the um boys club, girls and boys mm-hmm. club. Uh you have State Representative Lamont Robinson. Mm-hmm been uh, representing uh, the area, that Bishops and beyond, uh, downstate Illinois as a state representative. You have Ebony Lucas, who is putting in another bid for the seat. Uh, you have Tracy Bay who also has run in the past. And uh, Paul Pearson, who has been blocked off because he did not meet uh, the petition requirement, and we have Helen West who is a newcomer in politics. And uh, so all of those six candidates are have been invited and are expected to attend. So we're expecting to have a very full and robust conversation Tuesday evening, and we are so delighted that you uh, will be joining us for that conversation. Oh,
1: absolutely. And, and I'm sorry, go ahead, Deborah.
5: I was just going to say that it will be held again on Tuesday from 5 to 8 p.m., Pershing Magnet School, and it's located at 3200 South Calumet Avenue. It's of parking, uh, <laughs> so it also has other parking as well available. So there's no reason for anyone who's living in the Fourth Ward uh, to not come and participate. It's very important.
1: Excellent, excellent. And Tim has just joined us. Tim, are you there?
5: Hi, I am here.
1: Hi, Tim. Can you let the listeners know why you feel this is important that a block club is producing this particular forum as opposed to anyone else?
4: Well, what we've learned in the past is that um, when we try to uh, raise our issues with the current alderman, um, we didn't get anywhere. I mean, a lot of people know her. So um, they were just, you know, I'll just call her and see what she says. And when we did get a response, to the things that we asked for, we kind of said, okay, well, I guess, it's, you know, I guess we don't have a chance. And then, you know, things started getting worse. And, you know, I met Mel and some things happened by his house. And he said, you know what? We got to get together. We have to form coalitions coalition so we can be heard. And once we did that, I mean, that's what it took.
1: Interesting, interesting. And Mel, you went over some of the uh, major, some of the what I would call priority issues that you have. Devorah, this this ward has downtown, it has Hyde Park, and then a lot in the middle. Do you think that it's really possible with all of these rewriting of the ward maps to actually ensure that everyone gets serviced? How do the little people that have no resources compete with downtown?
5: Well, the interesting thing about the 4th Ward, and I, I consider it, I'm, I've been here for over 20 years, uh, probably one of the crown jewels uh, of the city in terms of the ward. We do have part of downtown from McCormick Place, the South Loop. Uh, moving uh, south from there all the way over to 53rd Street in Hyde Park. That's like the, the golden area, if you will. We have the lakefront area as well. We have that gap area. We have our whole historic area there in Brownsville. We have a lot to offer. And I think that what Ken hit it on, on the head um, building coalition. What people seem to forget is that what happens in politics with our elected officials. The accountability, we hold the accountability to someone. And if we don't, you know, let folks know that we have that power, that they are working for us and not us for them, then we start to lose them. And our power comes through the collective voice. Uh, when we stand in unison, we stand together as a united front uh, to make our demands so that we are heard not as a singular voice in indigenous. But as a selective race, representing representative large community um, so when we have this opportunity to not only hear from the candidate but to also select our our within the democratic process it's all about you being engaged uh, as a citizen in the election process um, a lot of times what you don't understand is how much power we have as voters and I think Barack Obama made it very clear for the Obama did a very of work a civilian man can turn into a very big voice, even in terms of financial contributions. You don't need a buck, but you need the, a whole lot of the little bucks from the little people voting votes that will make a huge difference. So that's why we extend the invitation to everyone in the fourth board. And everyone who is out here voting on February the 28th, <laughs> ever you live, get involved. We have 15 speakers that will be vacant that will be filled either by ballot or by appointment. It will determine the future of Chicago going forward. This is like a no-joke, no-kidding moment for Chicago. Do not take this February 28th uh, election lightly. It is very, very serious. Uh, one of our taglines is our February 28th decision determines our future.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm stealing it
5: hmm absolutely. So, I mean, we have to hold them accountable. And the only way that happens is not what, what have you done for me lately, but what have you done lately in terms of making your demands known. And that's how the process works. You cannot sit on the sidelines. You cannot expect uh, all the aldermen to always come to you. You've got to go to them, as Tim pointed out. He, what did he say? When we came together as a coalition and started banging on the door, we
1: got noticed yeah
5: That's
1: how it A- absolutely and one of the things that we know is there are processes for aldermen listening and hearing about the issues in their ward and the block club is one of those one of those opportunities, as well as the advisory councils. So, Mel and Devorah and Tim, and I am also on that planning committee. Devora and I will be moderating this forum. Mel, uh, would you like to have any closing statements?
4: Um, you know, you're, you're crediting myself with this, and truly it is not me. It's just that I just don't believe in Tim and all of us who got together. So, you know I, We've got to take this out of the hands of the aldermen uh they are true facilitators of what us voters uh want. It is we live here, and at the end of the day they there might be many mayors and they're so in their sort of they' control certain things from i guess curb cuts to street signs and things like that, but ultimately we live here and so Uh, It's too often you get, first, many of us that live here on the lake, there's a a tendency to have us against them. That is, since these new bridges were put here. Someone said, it's great, hey, let's put these bridges here so that the people on the south side would have access to the lake. And that's great. But then you have to prepare. You have to prepare infrastructure for a new, for the rest of Chicago to come and experience the lakefront. Well, you have to plan for that. You have to plan the infrastructure trash cans, street signage, parking facilities for this new group. And so, and at the same time, you have to make the lakefront not just a passive environment so that people just walk down the lake. We ought to plan for our beaches and parks so it's intergenerational. So there's things for kids to do in the summertime so so that people are just not walking on the lake. No different than the north side. You have to plan for parking and traffic control. You just can't open up the bridges and say, you know, hey, come and just hang out. No different than So we would argue, or we have a many groups like this, with many conversations. What's the difference between what you plan for at Soldier's Field where you have all of these mm-hmm. resources, police and all that stuff and traffic control versus a bunch of events during the summertime at 31st Street or down on 39th Street, you have these events, but you don't have, traffic control and parking facilities, the very same thing. You have to plan for it and you can't take these things. You can't dismiss our communities like this where you're, you're not planning for it. So we have, we need the next alderman to take that under consideration. And we want the control and we want these people at this next forum. our next forum So our alderman is, is, is retiring cause she's running for mayor. So the new alderman will have, it will understand plain and clear at this forum Mm-hmm. That the next person coming in is going to hear that we will have a voice mm-hmm. and right now,
1: one way or another.
4: 30, 000, that's right. At least thirty thousand people. We're so delighted that your expertise as radio people and, and media people are going to be there to hold them accountable, to put them to hang, hand them on the put them to the fire because we will we have our voice uh, saying you you will respond to us. That's so, right.
1: That's so, right. So, you will thank and. You so much. And I appreciate all of you Tim, Devora, Mel. Thank you so much for coming on thank to you. talk about uh the forum. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you so much and I will see you all tomorrow. It's the 4th Ward Aldermanic Candidate Forum. Tuesday, January 24th, from 5 to 8 p.m. at Pershing Magnet School, 3200 South Calumet Avenue, in the auditorium there. It's being produced by the 32nd Street Block Club. The moderators will be Devorah Crable and Doris Davenport. The candidates running again for alderman of the 4th Ward are Prentice Butler, Kahari Humphreys, State Representative Lamont Robinson, Ebony Lucas, Tracy Bay, Helen West, Paul Pearson, and all of them are confirmed, except Paul Pearson, who will be there, but he will not be on the stage because, again, he was challenged and he did not meet the qualifications uh, for signatures. So, once again, thank you all. And we are now back to the Doris Davenport Show. And we're going to get back to the conversation that we started just before the break. We were talking about disabilities, and um, one of our next conversations, we're going to bring the disability statistics in so we can see what that really looks like. But I do recall um, years ago a friend of mine, and I cannot call her name right now. I'm looking at her face. But she was the main advocate for ensuring that the numbers in the elevator were lowered so that if you were in a wheelchair, you could reach them. She was in a wheelchair, and she struggled so much because she was a go-getter. And every time she got in an elevator, someone had to help her push a button. And now we have a law, of course, all the elevators, the buttons are lowered so that everybody uh, can reach them. And I feel I'm laughing, and I shouldn't be laughing, Anita went skiing over the Christmas holiday. She makes it sound holiday. funny, but... <laughs> we, can, we, we can laugh about it. better to
0: laugh about
2: it. It makes it a little easier to go, go through it.
1: Anita went skiing over the Christmas holiday, and she fell... I, did. I and, did, and it's not funny. But see, you, it, know, it, Anita, it is funny. my good friend, so <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh. But Anita walks faster than I do with her crutches. I, I've gotten pretty good at dumb, Yes, <laughs> I've had some practice. You've had some practice.
3: <laughs> but what has this experience been like for you? Yeah, and so before the show <laughs> doors, and I started laughing. And yes, um, you know, over New Year's, um, New Year's Day, right? And it seemed like a good day because most people are um, recuperating perhaps from overindulging the day before and we had a lovely day and it was a nice day and we went skiing and, um, you know, I have skied since I was a little kid and I fell and I fell a lot harder than I thought I would not and did. And <laughs> apparently, when you bang your knee really hard against the ground, and they have to. It's a hard, icy ground. The hard, icy ground, right. But it's, it's a whole different experience and mm-hmm. I've fallen many times, but I've always gotten up and kind of just moved on and yeah. it, it didn't really work that way. <laughs> Mm. So it's um also being able to like ask for help, even that in itself, right? Mm. At first, I was like, no, no, I'm good, I can do this, and I was like, oh, no, crap, it hurts. So let's <laughs> go ahead and get some help. And you know, it's it's all embarrassing too, right? Mm-hmm. They had to come in with their little snowmobile, <laughs> strap me in there. Made it so dramatic.
0: Did
1: you did you did you enjoy the moment? Did yeah, you make the, it
3: a the,
0: diva? Did you moment? relish it?
3: <laughs> Come on! I Lydia. need more
0: flair to this. <laughs> Shine more lights.
3: But um, I was joking around with Doris, when my son skied up and said, "Like, mom, I'm just gonna keep skiing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah keep, just going,
1: go. keep going, keep like, going." This is embarrassing yeah, for like, all of us. Mom, mother. do you mind if I like scoot? Right, right. You're
0: right, embarrassing me, you, mom. Right, I can't believe you fall.
3: And just. You know, you, you need a lot. And, and then as I was, I was going through my um, recovery, let's say, right, um, you know, the first few days were rough. I couldn't really move as well. I had to really ask for people to bring me things and do stuff. And then I went to the doctor um, to see with the orthopedic guy. And I realized that, um, you know, the elevators were so small and the doorways were small. And they shut uh, pretty fast,
0: too. They shut very fast. <laughs> when you're trying fast. to get in. Yeah. yeah.
3: So Chris and I went to a meeting in a building downtown, a very, very beautiful building thing, which is all state-of-the-art, but when I press the little button, I was trying to get from one door to the <laughs> next, it shut on me in between. I, I had to
0: grab a crutch to kind of wedge it in there, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately. I
3: almost, like, knocked somebody over. So it's, it's all these little limitations that uh, we see that we often don't realize, and we don't appreciate how hard it is for certain people <laughs> yeah. um, when we don't have to go through this experience. So, you know, this has been a very humbling experience for me <laughs> since I've never really had to be in this situation. But I understand how difficult it is. And we talked about and compared it even to recovery. So some of these... Disabilities that we really don't see, right? So yes. currently, my knee hurts. I'm wearing crutches. I have a sawbuck. Pretty visible. On. It's very visible, right? I'm limping around. The staff's kind
0: of annoyed by me. And it's and almost it's like obvious how to help, right? Right, like oh, I can right. grab her bag and I can open the door for mm-hmm. her. I can hold the things while she gets down the stairs. Right.
3: Yeah. But there's often, you know, we spoke those mm-hmm. invisible disabilities. Sometimes yeah. we yeah. don't see, and sometimes people seem perfectly able, and we say like, well, why do they need mm-hmm. disability? Just Uh like we talk about veterans, sometimes their mental health is... In a place where they really can't cope with things besides the use of certain substances, uh, and so we need to be very open-minded to the help that people need, mm-hmm. um, and often to be open-minded to yeah this whole recovery process. And uh, all I did is like I fell uh, in, in at the Grand Geneva, right? <laughs> so like like that even like in one experience. of my favorite places. It's it a very nice place. It is mm-hmm. very lovely, uh, but it's not like I was in you know Aspen or something. So it was an hour outside of Chicago, and yet it's been like three weeks and I'm still kind of limping around.
1: Well, wait a minute. Now, I, you know, as fast as you were walking behind me coming here, and it's I've not I've yeah, yeah, like, seen the progression. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, how do we know you're really, like, not faking it at this point? That is a good question. She has a right. bell, actually.
0: Then... She rings it when we're at work. I have to bring her lunch. I don't know, Chris. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think
3: she's milking
0: this. No, the MRI is at the Three end of the month. Really, sure it it's is. Not
3: broken. Okay. I schedule for as soon as possible. As soon but as that possible. Is, that is one of the questions. And we often say that, right? And I know we're we're yeah. Joking here in um in, in making light just, of it then right we 're making light of it and we 're being fun. But, uh, what about all those people who are suffering? And, and sometimes they're not visible. And we are yeah. saying, like, oh, you're just milking it. Oh, you're just faking it. Where really, sometimes <laughs> it, it isn't. So, and, and giving time to recovery. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, if, if, and everybody around me is annoyed, I am super annoyed. I am definitely not a slow person on a normal mm-hmm. day. Uh, oh, Chris can probably attest to him. I think he's 100%. the only one who walks maybe faster than me. And
0: <laughs> We're pretty even killer. Yeah, I think yeah. we actually have the same tempo as yeah. we walk.
3: <laughs> sometimes staff can tell our shoes apart, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fear is instilled.
1: we have a caller on the line, Mary Ellen, who has a question um Mary, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you i'm good. How are you doing I'm doing pretty good now are you are you trying out dry January? Are you taking
6: the challenge? Well, actually, the reason I called is I wanted to make a comment to you regarding when you first opened up the discussion mm-hmm. um I actually am recovering alcoholic for many years, so um, I was. I think it's wonderful that you're having this discussion and raising awareness. Um, But there was something that you said that made me feel I needed to call, and that was as you were leading into the discussion about Dry January, and you were talking about your own, um, you know, never having gone through the month because you, you know, and you were describing. Maybe being able to stick to it during a week because you have a schedule and you have to work, but then you said, on the weekend, you want to have fun and you want to relax. And I just want to raise your awareness that by saying that, you're actually to me, in my opinion, reinforcing if you have listeners out there who maybe I'm not saying you know nobody you know everybody should stop drinking or somebody shouldn't have a drink or two to relax i'm not I'm not suggesting that, but if if a person is maybe having a problem and should be getting help or and they're hesitant, when you say that you're actually reinforcing one of the myths that might prevent them from getting help that oh if I if I stop drinking, I'm not going to be fun. I'm not going to have fun anymore. If I stop drinking, I won't be able to relax.
4: Oh. they are dependent
6: on the drinks to relax. So I just well, wanted to raise that in the discussion. Yeah, no,
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. And I don't. You must not have heard everything because we did talk about, um, um, and Anita brought it up that you know we know that everybody that people have fun in different ways. Um, but people who do ah, drink, maybe miss that. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. You know, we appreciate you listening and calling. Um, and and maybe there's but, something else that you heard that was um, that you might agree with or or you want to add to. But we did mention that you know that's not everybody's vice, so to say. Some people might have a vice of skiing, and that's what they do no. for fun. Some people but might want to bake or cook. Or do embroidery? Everybody doesn't reach for a substance like an alcohol or cannabis,
6: no. you know. And I think, but I think what I'm saying is is kind of the opposite. Is that for those people who do, okay? And if they're hesitant about quitting, because in, I'm talking about people who are maybe have an active problem, the concept in society that oh, but I want to have fun. You have I to know, have a drink to have fun, crazy. or you have to have
1: something. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And so Dad, I'm been sober no, that's not, years. I'm just as crazy as I want. But you know what, Mary? That, yeah, that's not everybody. That's just me. So I'm just keeping it real. I, I
5: think I, I'm not. I so say
6: something so, too. No, I'm. I'm I'm saying that I think there is an attitude in our culture. There's yeah, no, you're right. right. You're right. You're absolutely that's all right. That's I'm trying to say is that, there's that that thought is not something that's unique to you. That thought is a lot of people have that thought. And if it's somebody who had, and I just don't want to, I want people out there who, who, who maybe need to seek help to know that, hey, and you don't stop having fun when you get sober. You know, like, it might be rough in the beginning. Yeah. A little bit. I'm not going to deny that, but, but, you know, that life goes on and you can still have fun. And there are other ways to de stress. I highly recommend. I talk to people all the time about meditation. Hey, hey Mary, you
0: know? Mary Ellen. This is Chris. I actually. Yeah. I'm also in recovery myself, and this entire weekend, again, I think I said I was going out from Thursday until even yeah. tonight, having my last dinner. Some people were imbibing and different friends that I'm with, but now that it's been about four and a half, five years for me, it's like I still have all of the fun in all of the ways. Mm-hmm. When I go out, yeah. Like you still dance, you're still hanging out with people. It, yeah. it does and take hanging a while. Out with people drinking. And you're hanging out with people
1: drinking. And you're
0: taking out with people drinking. And sometimes, in especially early recovery, yeah. that's very difficult. Yeah. Um, we try to help to instill in our clients and to teach them and to show them that there are many ways to have fun. So when Anita mentions like AA and different sober support networks, mm-hmm. you start to learn like, oh, I can go camping. I can go dancing. I can go oh, to an arcade yeah, and other adult activities. Life, There's right? life yeah. and you can have life and have just as much fun, if not more fun sometimes, may I say, I, I, I say yes. Yeah, so <laughs> keeping we're... all my memories intact.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Making it's solid the decisions. Last I would,
6: it's the last thing I would add, if I can, is that, you know, um, encouraging also the idea in our culture that other ways of distressing, stressing you know, that, yeah. And then it, I mean there's there's I heard a great quote once of, of of somebody who was telling the story of talking to some big guru and or something and they were they were re- they were retelling the story that the the man was speaking to a CEO of a corporation and he said, I don't have time to meditate for half an hour. And the guru told him, then you should be meditating for an hour.
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But yeah, thanks so much for calling in, Mary Ellen. We appreciate your call. But keep on listening because we can, we, um, we every month we have these conversations and we have actually had a show where we talked about things that you can do if you're yep. not instead of drinking or 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 doing cannabis or something. Right. Um, but keep listening every month. Usually it's the end of the month and we moved it up this month. Um, but, yeah, you're right on target. We want to make sure that people have all the resources and support they need to keep, be to continuously be. Um, what's the
0: word? Sober. Sober. In recovery. In
3: recovery. No. And have fun. And have fun. And have fun. fun. <laughs> and have fun.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Well, and it is important. And, and I think she brings up a good... Um, yeah. Absolutely. Right? We, we want yeah. to build a culture mm-hmm. where, um, you know, you can have fun because that's just life, right? Life should be fun. Well, that's how
1: we opened. I mean, that's the whole point of January, of Dry January, is to prove to yourself that you can live a full life mm-hmm. with full entertainment.
0: And it doesn't have to include alcohol. I think the big thing for that is like, even if you're not struggling with the amount that you consume or consuming all the time, it's like, yeah. you just start to tie having that with everything. Yeah. Right. So it is like, oh, it is in every social gathering that's going on. Uh-huh. Right. So it's just kind of like almost unlearning that and learning how to supplant that and change your thinking surrounding it.
1: Or just being okay with um, okay. Uh, someone was saying, you know, when they made the decision to start pouring half glasses of wine and yeah. still charging you full glasses of wine, but maybe it's <laughs> Just being okay that it's half a glass of wine,
0: right? right. I don't taste my double shot in here. Yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. There's only one. Well, and we don't want to limit, right? We want to make sure that people are enjoying their life to the fullest. And if yeah. you need help, know that help is available, mm-hmm. and please reach out for help. I also would encourage, even though January usually is that time of you know, like that new year, maybe all the resolutions, some, right? my resolutions, new, yes. new yeah,
0: my New Year's. It's a new year, new knee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> son,
6: that new, new
3: year. year
0: to <laughs> <old one. laughs>
3: But um, also, we want to make sure that you don't wait, right? You don't have to wait to January. We are available we the whole entire year. And yes, um, the Wayback
1: Inn has their doors open twenty four seven. Yes,
3: three hundred sixty five days a year,
1: right? Yes. So, so we'll,
3: we'll be there for you no matter what day it is. Um, but also, yeah, don't don't, uh, don't not experience something if you feel like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to enjoy alcohol at this events. I'm not gonna go mm-hmm. because I know there's yeah. people like that. So really, we want to encourage people to live the their best life. And a
0: big thing of that is like kind of learning that you do have a voice and you can even voice that you have that thought to the people Mm -hmm. that you're going to go out with or even others that you know are going to start to help out. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, as we are wrapping up January, we're moving on, and we'll talk more about it next month. But March will be a big month for Prom Gambling Awareness Month. It's our big uh, event. And Mm -hmm. next month, we'll bring in more information. We're going to kind of hit it off with a big bang and do an art um, contest. And so we'll send more information about that and have the whole city involved in a large art contest.
1: Awesome. That is excellent. So stay tuned to the Doris Avenue. Port Show. We'll be back next month with this conversation and we'll be back, excuse me, next week to continue talking with you. Please, if you know anyone who is struggling with substance or gambling abuse. Have them call the Wayback In at 708-345-8422. They can also email the Wayback Inn at wbi at waybackin.org And if you live in the 4th Ward, you want to be at the Aldermanic Candidate Forum on Tuesday, January twenty, from 5 to 8 p.m. at Pershing Magnet School, 3200 South Calumet Avenue. Let's give Paul a hand for that great sports report. Go, Paul. And this is the Doris Davenport Show. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Has substance abuse or gambling taken priority in your life? Are you looking for a change? Visit waybackin.org. Waybackin.org. This ad is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission.
0: The following program, the Doris Davenport Show, all local, all the time, is brought to you in part by Doris Davenport. The views and opinions therein do not represent those of NewsWeb Radio Company or its management.